Um, Mill, I just want to say thank y'all for the invite. The meal was amazing. Um, I know y'all probably tired. I'm gonna try to keep y'all awake. I'm gonna try. Um, I'm not very long. I'm not, not a very long preacher. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, too, I'm one of the people. I was told to stand up, speak up, shut up. That's what I was taught. Um, and that's just that's how that's how I roll. Um, I, I'm gonna preach the Bible for what the Bible says, and I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, so if you would, if you would turn your Bibles to the uh, book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter number 2. Can y'all hear me okay? 2 Timothy chapter number 2. And just a little bit about me. I know some of y'all here know me. Um, my name is uh, Brother Brett Creel. I'm from Emmanuel Baptist Church in Bogalusa, Louisiana. Um, some people here know my pastor. I found that out. Uh, Lord help them. <laughs> no, I love Brother Pete and Miss Lisa, my pastor and pastor's wife. Uh, they're good people. I am actually still in seminary um, at Texas Baptist Institute and Seminary in Henderson, Texas. I'm um, working a full-time job for the State Highway Department in St. Tammany Parish, and I'm also um, in school full-time. So uh, I got a lot on my plate. Uh, I still got a couple years to go doing, kind of doing school at my own pace, to, and, and my, the, the school allows me to do that while working a full-time job, and uh, it, it's really a blessing. Um, so uh, that's a little bit about me. Been in ministry now um, six years. Uh, October 8, 2015, I surrendered to ministry. I, um, I was saved at the age of 13 at Ben's Ford Christian School, right by the Smelly Boys locker room in the gymnasium. Um, I, and I, I can go back to time and place in my life, and I know that I know that Jesus Christ came into my heart. Yeah. And um, kind of crazy how, how the story went of how I came to came into ministry, but right? it was it was crazy because I I went I was at a, I was at a revival service, and the title of the message that night was "You Can't Fight God and Win." He preached a sermon on "You Can't Fight God and Win," and I had been fighting with I had been running from God for a year and a half. Say, God, you can't use me. I, I know I like to talk, but I'm, I'm not one to stand up in front of people. I get nervous. And he's like, he says, I just want you to be available. And I, that night I said, I said, no, I said, I, I said, I said I, not tonight. I said, I, I, and I pushed it off. I went back that Thursday night on October 8, 2015, and the, 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 the minister that night stood up. He says, God told me not to preach tonight. He said, somebody here needs to do business with God. He said, I almost said, you can't fight God and win. And I knew that night God said, this is your last chance. He said, I want, he said, I got a work for you to do and I want you to do it. And that night I gave in and I told God, I said, oh, from here on out, I'll do what you want for my life. And from, and from that moment on, my life has never been the same. My, my, my ministry has never been the same. Because has there been times where it's been tough? Yes. There's times, I tell you, Brother Brad probably knows this, ministry ain't easy. It ain't easy. And so there's a lot of times we want to give up, but God has given us a purpose. God has given us a job to do. God has given us a mission field. And it's time we step out, even as Christians, and do the mission God has for us. See, so I titled this message tonight, The Characteristics of a Good Soldier. The Characteristics of a Good Soldier. We're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-4. through 4. Give you for a way of context. See, Paul here in this text is writing... 
a, this letter from a Roman prison cell. He's writing this letter to Timothy. He and Timothy had grown very close together had gone, had, over the years. But Paul knows that he is about to be executed. And this may be one of the last letters that Paul ever writes. He's, he's, he, he's writing this letter because he knows that he's fisting to die. He knows that he's fisting to be killed. And he's, he's coming here to encourage Timothy to keep on what, he, what has been started through him. And that's what this letter is about. So if you would stand for the reading of God's Word, we're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and verses 1 through 4. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore... Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all the many blessings you give me, Father. Give us, Father. I pray right now, Lord, that we would hear from you this, today, God. We would hear from you this afternoon, God. That your word, God, would not return void. I pray right now that you would be with me, Father. That you would hide me behind your cross. That you would help me be your mouthpiece, God. That these people wouldn't see just me. I'm just a wretched sinner, God. But they would see you this evening, Father. I pray right now, Lord, you would be with us. There's one here, God, that doesn't know you as their Savior. That today would be the day that they know that come to the realization that they know Jesus as their Savior. They need you, Father. I pray that you would do that, Father. If there's one here, God, that has gotten backslidden, that has gotten away from you, God, that has, doesn't see church as a priority anymore, that they, they, they just, they're, just here, they're not here by luck or chance, but you got them here for a reason, Father. I pray, Father, that you would bring them back to you. I pray that you would help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So you see, I said I titled this the characteristics of a good soldier. When we think of a soldier, we think of the the people in the military. We think of the army, the navy, the air force, the coast guard, the marines. We think of all the. But one thing they have in common is they have they have the armor they need. They have the armor. You know, you think of the helmet, the gun, the boots, that the the gear. I mean, all the gear they wear. The jacket, the pants, everything they have is for a purpose. Everything they give them, they equip them with everything they need for that task that they have. You see, God has given us each piece for a specific purpose in our life. Every piece of equipment, He has given us the armor of God. And He has given us each and every piece for a specific purpose. We first see the belt of truth. How do, how do, how? You say, Brother Brett, how can we use the belt of truth? Because you know what? The devil likes to throw lies at us. Amen. The devil likes to throw lies in your life. Oh, the, the Word of God really don't mean that much. What, 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 what the Bible is saying, it, 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 it's not meant like that. He likes to throw lies. You're not worthy. You're not good enough. God can't use you. Anybody ever had the devil try to throw that in your life? He tried to throw it in mind. You see, then he gives us that breastplate of righteousness to protect our heart. Because the devil likes to shoot them darts, try to shoot them darts at us. It tries to, it tries to, it tries to hit us and tries to damage our walk with Christ. But he also gives us the shoes of the gospel, which is walking in the light and knowing the path and knowing which path to take. You know, the Bible tells us that thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto my path. 
That's what, and that's, this is our life. And that's, and that's what, he, that's what he's given us. He's given us the gospel to walk in the light that is Jesus. You see, he's also given us the helmet of salvation. Have you ever realized when the devil tries to attack you, what's the first place he tries to attack? Your mind. He may get you thinking. He tries to get, you, he tries to get your mind in the world and get you thinking about things. Because he knows if he can get in here, it'll affect the rest of you. But he also gives us a shield of faith to defend from the darts that the devil throws at us. He also gives us a sword, which is the Word of God. If you look, if you think about every time Jesus was tempted, what did he use in, 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 in remarks to it? He used the Word. He spoke. He spoke what the Word that we have. You see, He always used the Word in response. So I see four things here today. I see four things, and I'll tell you I'm not going to be long, that Paul is writing to Timothy. Knowing that he's about to die, Paul writes, four, tells Timothy four things here that, I, that is crucial in the life of a being, if, in a, in a, being a good soldier if we want to be that good soldier that God has called us to be. And the first thing I see is in verse 1. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Paul is telling Timothy here that we must be strong. Paul's telling Timothy, he's, he's telling us, look, it's not easy. This battle's not going to be easy. There's going to be some turmoil. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some tribulation. It's not going to be easy. But you must be strong. And that's what he's telling. That's what Paul's telling Tim, Timothy here. You see, Paul knew it wasn't going to be easy. You see, Paul had endured a lot of things in his life. He had done what God wanted him to do, though. He did exactly what God wanted him to do. But you see, Paul knew what the world had to offer and what Timothy was about to go through. And that's what, and that's what he was telling here. You must be strong. Christians here today, I'm not here to tell you, just as Paul told Timothy, we must be strong. We, we live in a world that is going to hell in a handbasket and don't care. They don't care. And you know what? They'll, they'll shoot you up and spit you out if you let them. Oh, he's a, he's a Christian. He ain't, no, he ain't nobody. We are the minority. Most of the world don't want anything to do with Christ. But we are the minority. And it can be hard sometimes. We go to, we go to, I go to a job every day. You know what? Most of them don't want anything to do with Jesus. Most of them don't want anything to do with Jesus. I mention the word Jesus, they turn and tuck tail and run. And if I don't watch it, I get myself discouraged. And I'll get down. And I want to quit. Well, I guess I want Because it's easy to say, oh, well, they, they rejected me. I ain't going back and doing it again. It's easy to say that. But Paul's telling Timothy here, we must be strong. Christian today, we must be strong. We must stand for the Word of God. We must stand for what God has called us to do. And that is go into this world. As, if you don't... If, whew, every person in here has a mission field. Every person in here has a mission field. We go somewhere every day. Whether it be our jobs, our school, whether it be Walmart, Lord help them. The dollar store. Wherever we go, we have a mission field because we encounter people every day of our life. What are we showing them with our life? Are we showing them the characteristics of a good soldier? Are we showing them the characteristics of Jesus Christ in our life? 
Can they see the fruit in our life? Can they see that Jesus lives inside of us? You see, too many believers today are weak when it comes to Christianity. You think about it. How many people have filled these church pews before that you don't ever see anymore? Because things have gotten tough. And they're weak. You know how you get stronger? Through the Word of God. Through prayer. Through studying. That's how you get stronger. Brother Brad, you can't get, you can't, your relationship with your wife can't get stronger if y'all don't talk. Right? Your, your relationship can't get stronger. And, but that's what God's wanting. God's wanting us to spend time with Him and to grow that relationship and to have that relationship and to grow that bond. You see, the Bible, when we see throughout the Bible, when a, when a new baby in Christ comes to, comes to Jesus, he's on, he said he got the milk of the Word. They got the milk of the Word. But the sooner or later, they need to be on the meat of the Word. See, too many Christians today are, have, been, have been a Christian for a long time and they're still on the milk, Brother Brad. Because they're not growing. You know, the Bible tells us to grow in the grace and knowledge that is Jesus Christ. We are to grow. And we can't be strong if we're not growing. The Bible says that we shall know them by the fruit they bear. I ain't never seen a little bitty twig tree have any fruit on it. Now, I've seen big trees have fruit on them. I've never seen any little trees have fruit on them. It takes growth. It takes growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. See, too many believers today are walking out on God. We can't afford to have people walking out on Christ. We cannot afford. Like I said, this world's getting worse and worse every day. To Christians that are walking out, quitting, saying it's too hard. I can't do it. I'll never amount to anything. And this is all Satan telling this. Because God wants to use each and every person in this room. You can do what God has for you. You may not do it by yourself, but through, but through Him you can do all things. You see, the second thing I see is in verse 2. It says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. What he's saying here, he said, The thing that you know, teach them to others. Teach them to other people is what he's saying here. But what I see here is we must remember what we've been taught. We must remember what we've been taught. First, we must be strong. Then we got to remember what we've been taught. You see, Paul taught Timothy a lot of things in his life. Paul has taught Timothy everything he knows. But, but Timothy's got to remember what he's been taught. He can, he can be taught it all day long. But if you don't remember, it's like, Lord forbid, if this was me in high school, I'd be honest with y'all. I could, I, could re- I could remember something until the test came. Then I couldn't remember nothing. And that was my biggest problem. You see, you can remember what you've been taught. But when trials and temptations come into your life, it's a whole different ballgame. We have to remember what we've been taught. See, Paul, like I said, Paul knew it wasn't going to be easy. You see, when you start a new job, your boss is teaching you in the beginning, right? He started teaching you in the beginning. But then he lets you go on your own. And expects you to remember what you've been taught. You see, God expects us to remember what, he's been, what He has taught us. 
God, God expects us to remember that. But we can't just read it one time and remember. Like I said, we got to study. I'm big on Bible reading, guys. I'll be honest with you. I'm big on Bible reading. I'm big on praying. I'm big. I'm, I'm, I'm big on Bible study. I love it. But we got. But it's it's easy to put it down and let it be a home decoration. It's easy to have, let it be a home decoration. And that's what that's what it's come to in a lot of people's houses today. It's a home decoration. That's why I brought out an Easter and Christmas. They got to wipe the dust off of it, Brad, before they come to church on Easter and Christmas. Because it's become a home decoration. It's never meant to become a home decoration. This is this is a life changing book. And God has given us these 66 books for the instruction we need to face this life as a Christian. But we can't remember what we've been taught if we never open it, if we never open it up. You see, if you want to overcome the battles in your life, it's going to take us remembering what God has taught us through His Word. You can't fight these battles alone. You can try, but you're going to fail. God has already given us the answer. And so many people are stubborn and say, oh, God, I'll do it on my own. Look, I'm one of them people, I like to build stuff without looking at the instructions. Don't work very well. Just like for, for the ones of y'all who's thought about trying it, it does not work very well. I'm one of the people, I don't need them instructions. I, I can figure it out. Usually have pieces missing or pieces left over. Then you've got to go back and pull, pull the directions out of the trash can and say, now let me try to fix it. When if we'd have just... If I'd have just looked at them in the first place and done it the right way the first time, everything would have been alright. You see, that's where a lot of Christians have gone to today. God, I don't need your word. I can do it myself. I, I can take care of this problem myself. And they get themselves in a world of hurt. And they get themselves in a world of turmoil. To the point, you know, they, they got to go back to it. They got to go back and read the instructions. Where if they just went to it in the first place, it caused them a lot less harm and a lot less turmoil in their life. Like I said, too many Christians today use the Bible as a home decoration rather than a spiritual resource. The third thing I see is in, is in verse 4. It's in verse 4. It says, No man that warth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a good soldier. Third thing I see, we must honor our commander. We must honor our commander. You see, Paul tells Timothy not to get tied up in the things of this world because it doesn't please God. He tells him, well, this world's in a mess. He said, don't get tied up with them. You know, the Bible tells us to come out from among them and be ye separate. That's what we are called to be. We're, we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. We're called to be different, separated from sin. I'm not saying we're not going to sin, but we are going to sin. But we're to separate ourselves away from that. You see, if you want to be a good soldier and honor your commander, then you can't get caught up in the things of this world. Too many Christians today are getting caught up in the things of the world and being in places they shouldn't be call themselves a Christian. And it's ruining the testimony that they have. You see, the world can deceive us. The world looks good on the outside, but it'll destroy you eventually. If you, it looks good for a season, Brother Brad. It looks good for a season. You know, oh, it's just, it's just one little drink. It's just one little party. It ain't going to hurt me. 
But one turns into another. It takes, you start taking steps. One little step. One little step. Next thing you know, you're so far away from God, you don't even know where to turn anymore. I mean, God said, if you just stuck close to me, you wouldn't be in this situation. You see, it takes time. It takes time. That person that used to come to church, that person that used to teach Sunday school, that person used to drive vans or just used to be here all the time or serving wherever they could. They let the little thing, it's, it's all just a little sin. They let the little sins get into their life. Next thing you know, it's pulled them away. And you never see them at church anymore. You never hear them talking about Christ anymore. You never hear them doing the things of God. And you never hear them serving anymore. It's the little things. It don't have to be a big thing. It can be little things. Because it slowly pulls you and pulls you and pulls you away. Until you get tied up and you, can't, you have nowhere else to go. <coughs> I want, and I, I want you to get kind of personal. Can you think of any, I just want you to think in your mind, can you think of anybody that used to sit in these pews that ain't here no more because they let the world entice them? They let the world get, just, just take over them. It don't have to be here. It can be anybody you know. Just, I just want you to, I can think of numerous people in my life that used to be faithful members of church, that used to serve, but have led the sin have got tangled up in the things of this world. Christian, if we want to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, we must do, we must do what's right and we must honor our commander. You see, when you're doing those little, when you're, you get tangled up in the things of the world, you're not honoring your commander. You're not honoring God. It's time we pray that these people in our life, it may be even be you. You may be here, you may be hiding you can fool me, you can fool Brother Brad, you can fool your church members, but you cannot fool God. God knows our heart, and He knows what goes on in us. It's time that we pray to come back to God. And the fourth point I see is in verse 3. Back up in verse 3. It says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Third thing I see, we, I mean, fourth thing is we must endure to the end. We must endure to the end. You see, Paul here is telling Timothy again, it is not going to be easy. It's not easy serving Christ. He tells him it's not going to be easy. But you know what? We must endure to the end. He's telling Timothy, don't give up. Keep going. Strive. Keep doing the will of the Father. He says, but just endure. To the end. Christian, I'm here today to tell you we must endure to the end of this battle. It's a battle. It's an all-out battle right now for us. And it may be hard, but I'm here to tell you there's a day coming. We're going we're gonna to have victory. We're, we're gonna have victory. It's coming. Christian today is not easy. And I, and I know I said that a lot, but I cannot stress that enough. It's not easy. I wish I could say that the Christian life was a bed of roses. But it's not. It's not a bed of roses. But we can't afford to sit on the sidelines. You see, I was big in sports. I hated sitting on the sideline. I hated sitting on the sideline. When I was on the sideline, I wanted to be back in the game. I was waiting to know when I was going back in. 
But you see, Christians have gotten comfortable today, bro, Brad, of sitting on that bench. Saying, oh, you go, you have, you go have that. You can go do it. I'll let you take this one. And there's so many Christians today, the bench is full, and there's not enough people in the field. What, what's, what's, the, what's the Bible say, Brother Brad? The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. There's a harvest ready to be reaped, ready to be sown. But their slavers are few. We must endure to the end. Because there's, there's not enough laborers. And the laborers we do have must endure to the end. I'm letting you know here, it may be hard now, but victory's coming. Victory's coming. That's what I'm saying. It's hard. It's hard. But I'm letting you know, we win in the end. We win in the end. God wants to use us that are saved. But so many would rather watch. This part really hits home to me. We all have family and friends in here that are lost. I'll tell y'all a little about my background. I'm the only one in my household that's saved. I have a mama that's lost, a dad that's lost, a sister and a brother-in-law that believe something totally different. I didn't grow up a Baptist. I grew up believing something totally different. I didn't hear the gospel for the first time until I was 13 years old. We all have family here and friends that are lost that need to know the love of Jesus Christ in their life. My grandma has looked me dead in the face and told me I was dying and going to hell because I didn't believe like she did. In the middle of Yo-Yo's restaurant. And I opened up the Word of God and I said, I showed her the way of salvation and she rejected it. We got family members and friends in our family that are lost and on a dying road to hell because they believe that they can work their way to salvation and they can't. There are people that have rejected Christ. It's time we hit our knees and pray for them. Like I said, it's going to be hard because they're going to, some of the time they're going to reject you. And it hurts. But have I stopped praying for my family? No. Because I know God can do miracles in their life. If you're here today and you have lost family members and friends that you encounter every day, keep praying. Keep asking God to save them. Keep asking God to change them. Because He can do it. We 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 can't afford to give up. We can't afford to give up. Because if we don't show them who the who's the way to Jesus, who is? I always heard that saying, we may be the only Bible some people ever read. Cannot give. You may be here, you say, Brother Brett, I haven't been praying for my family. I haven't been praying for my friends. Why not start now? That's our mission field. We may not be called to go overseas, but we're called, right? God wants to use us right where we are. 
Parents in here, the devil wants your children. It's time y'all fight me, fight for them. I'm praying for I don't have children yet, but you know what? I'm praying that when I do have children, I'm praying for them already. To protect them, to God, that God will protect them. So in conclusion, questions, a couple questions I want to ask. First question, are you even in the fight? You see, you can't be a good soldier of Jesus Christ until you get in the fight. You gotta get in the fight first. That's the first step. You can't, you can't be that good soldier. You can't put on that armor and fight for Christ if you're not even in the fight. If you're not even in the army. See, God wants us to use, God wants us to be that good soldier for Him, but it takes us saying yes. You can say, Lord, you, you can be in here and be saved and not be being used by Christ because you ain't, said, you ain't surrendered everything to Him. We sing that song all the time, I Surrender All. We sing it and all, and all throughout churches in the United States. But do we truly mean it? It's easy to sing it, but do we truly mean it? Will you make that decision today? As we have a verse of invitation, turn the service back over to Brother Brad. Will you make that decision today? Will you, will you, are you that good soldier? Do you have those characteristics? Have you been praying for your family? Praying for your friends? I'm telling you now, the devil wants them. And if we let the devil have them, he'll take them. It's time we fight for them. Brad.